Hi and welcome back. In today's episode, it's going to be a different one because I'm going to be talking about self-reflection, getting to know yourself better, and also I wanted to share my own story with those that are listening once again. Um, So on the Naomi Show, I do talk a lot about, you know, my my dyspraxia, my this, my that. You know, I talk a lot about my path in general. I think it's important to share your path and be vulnerable, especially, um, especially on my podcast. I think it's important to share that, and I'm all about that. Like that's one of my values. Like honesty, vulnerability is very important to me. To share who you really are, what's your real story, and I think. People can often relate to that, but also, you know, not feel so alone. Because I feel like human beings are all about community. We're all about finding our place, finding who, finding our place in the world and our place within, um, you know, society. So I want to share my story, but also doing it in a way where I answer these self-reflection questions. And also I share a few things. So I already talk a lot about my path in general um, on the Naomi show, so a lot of you already know most of my stories, um, but I want to share specific things, and I found this article, and I think it could be very helpful for anyone that is just figuring out who they are, uh, who they are in society, who they are as a human being, who are you really, you know, because sometimes we forget, um, but let's not forget where we come from. I think it's important to start with the beginning, where we come from, and then who who we are becoming, who we want to become, um, you know, our dreams, goals, aspirations, whoever, whatever it is. So the first thing is, I already mentioned a few things already, um, but for those that are new, or just started listening an episode on my podcast or whatever it is um so i'm 20 um i'm canadian so i'm born in montreal canada um in a middle class um a middle class you know home not rich but not poor um very grateful surrounded with an amazing family, an amazing support system. Because I know not everyone has that chance or has, you know, that luck. We don't we don't choose our family. And I think sometimes it's hard to accept that. Like, you don't choose who's your support system. And sadly, a lot of people don't have that support system. But um, in general, I find that you can find your friends, you can find your support system elsewhere than your own bloodline. So I think it's it's great to know that the family can be can be your best friends, can be, you know, someone that you trust. I think that's what family is at the end of the day. Um, even though family is, you know, bloodline, sometimes our family is, is not our support system for a lot of people, but I am grateful. I was very lucky. Um, growing up in a good place in a good home good support system so I really can't complain about that you know I guess my 
early education, like my early childhood, um, was very positive. A lot of love, a lot of protection, and, and good support system in general. And I find that's I, I cannot skip over the past, you know, where I come from, because that's how you really start, right? Like you're born in this world, and then you're put into this family, and then you're like, oh, who am I? What is this? You know. Um, and when you're so young, you don't notice that. You don't notice those little things. And as you get older, you start to understand, okay, I come from this place. This is my story. This is my origin. Um, I'm born here and there, you know, and then you can just share with other people where you come from. And sadly, not everyone has, you know, the chance, the luck, if I can say, to come from a good place. Anyway, so that's that's the beginning. I mean, that's the beginning now. I'm only 20. Um, I've started the Naomi show in 2020 um, of October. I just, I love podcasts. I was like, I want to get, um, I want to do it. Um, why not, you know, why not give it a try? Um, I have a lot of topics I wanted to talk about um, that I was interested in. And I thought that I could find... I can create a place where I can talk about it freely and openly. Um, and you know, sometimes in real life, like your entourage is not interested in those kind of topics, or you can't find someone that wants to talk about social issues or eating disorders or all of that. So I find that it's a great place sometimes to to start, like making your own podcast, making your own whatever radio show. Or just finding a group that talks about those kind of topics. Um, I find that's a great way to start. I personally wanted to start a podcast. I was like, I want to talk about these particular topics uh, freely, without any judgment, and just talk about it openly. Um, and so, and I couldn't find anyone around me. I mean, I have people around me that, that enjoy those, you know, like psychology talks about, that talk about, they enjoy talking about social issues emotion like regulation all of that three different things three different topics but um but when do you really have a chance to like openly be like so what do you think about this and that you know but i'm lucky i've had people to talk about those things with but not every little thing you know how can you find the time and the people to talk always about that sometimes people don't want to talk about these kind of topics so i was like i'm gonna make a podcast i'm gonna talk about every little topic triggering or not um with no filter because what's even the point like we've every day guys every day we go out there and we filter we go out there and we filter 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 and sometimes you just need to unfilter to be like hey hey hello this is the truth so yes this is my truth this is my story this is um how it all started because you know we don't we're not born, uh, we're born somewhere, we're born with someone, hopefully, um, we come from somewhere, all of us come from somewhere, even if we are, you know, adopted, whatever it is, you come from somewhere, and I feel like each and every one of us, we're here for a reason, we deserve to be here on this earth, and nothing is for nothing, that's what I keep telling myself, like, nothing happened, you know, for no reason, every little thing that happened, um, is for not only for the best i would say maybe for the best but i was just it's just meant to happen so yeah that's a that's a little um 
summary to begin. So guys, I'm just gonna, gonna plug in my computer. So another thing on um, English is not my first language. Oh, sorry. So English is not my first language. Um, maybe as most of you know, because I talk a lot about that. So actually French. French is my first language. Um, I think I mentioned it before. So yeah. But I still learn English. Um, I think I learned at school. In one of the schools I went to, and I also learned um, a little bit my family. I know that my my mom's is more like francophone, and my dad is more, you know, he speaks more English, so he's like more anglophone. Um, if that's how you say it, anglophone. Anyways, so yeah, that's really how it is. Like we speak both languages, so I speak French and English. I understand a little bit Spanish because my grandparents speak Spanish. My mom speaks French, English, um, and other another language, um, and Spanish. She does speak Spanish. Um, so we were kind of like, I was kind of exposed to obviously French, English, and Spanish um, from my grandparents. But at home, it was always French. And then recently, like a lot of the years, it's been English. Um, but it wasn't my first language at all. I had an accent when I spoke for, uh, English. And like a very... I remember, like, I had a... Not a strong accent, but... I, I didn't I didn't know what to, like... What words to use, how to, you know, how to introduce yourself, all of that. It's not the same in French. So it's something that I had to learn um, at home. But also, I would say I learned it from TV shows. But also, um, going out there in different schools. I went to English schools... French schools, private, public, um, all of the above, <laughs> adult education. Um, so I went to a lot of different schools. Um, I mean, as you must, as I spoke about a lot on the Naomi show, my learnability, my dyspraxia, my school path, all of that um, has made it, you know, it gave me the, I can say, the opportunity to go to different schools. So in total, I went to 10 schools. Um, so 10 schools um, in like elementary school and high school, it was 10 schools and those like, like not when I was younger, but you know, um, it was like elementary school and high school in total, it was 10 schools. So French, English, private, public, um, adult education when I was 16. So it's like continuing education for um for adults so basically if you're 16 and over 16 and up then you can go to an adult education so usually starts at the age of 16 to do continue education and like a lot of people that um attend adult education are people that um like are immigrants so immigration um people with learning disability people that never got the chance to go to school because of different situations in their life so it's a great place to go to if you know you want to complete high school or complete um the high school level of english french and other like sciences history all of that all the um all the um matière as we say in french all the um anyways i forgot subjects all the subjects um possible 
so yeah um it was very difficult i mean it didn't work for me personally for me because it depends which education you go to so the ones that i went to it was very like individual so you kind of like you're in a classroom with other people um i think they take attendance do they take attendance yeah so i think they take attendance and the ones i went to no or do, do they or they don't i'm not sure anyways i don't remember but all i know is that sometimes they took it sometimes they didn't but i think they did because you needed to be present so basically you were going to like let's say a math class and then there would be people around you of different ages in your classes that would do different um different math levels so everyone was at a different math level and then you just you would sit it's like in, like it's like going to the library like you sit next to someone um you open your books and you can like you can study you can do your work you can it's just individual except the fact that you don't even have to do work like nobody's even like looking at you but during that time like an hour or sometimes i would say it was an hour of the classes so between that hour you're in the classroom with other people they're you know you're working whatever you're just doing their, your own like math work and if you have like any questions the teacher is like sits in front and does his own thing um and then you, you can just go and ask questions to the teacher or write your name on the board and then they'll call you based on you know the order of the people that wrote their name on the board um so that's how it is in um in some adult education but i know that in uh, in some of them um they um they have like actual classes with teachers that you know that explain the that explain the subject you know the actual lessons and not the individual ones so i thought it was very difficult to you know to do all of this on your own um it was very difficult to understand the material you know coming from a place of you know severe um learning ability and it's something that i talk about openly because i think it's important to and it's just the truth you know there's nothing else to it um and i feel like it, it's hard because when people say oh i have my child has other instability or has you know difficulty with learning oh but but they're in a regular class and they get 60 you know 60 percent on their exams 90 percent oh they pass this and that and this material um and this you know this subjects i'm happy but obviously those those children probably have you know okay learning ability okay 60s and 90s when you have a severe learning disability you don't pass you know what i mean like you don't get the grades that i've got were really really bad guys like like zero percent not even like not even 60 like 50 30 percent you know like really bad grades and in every subject like for a lot of people i mean everyone is different but for me personally in every subject possible i was getting really really bad grades and that's what it is like when you have a severe learning disability or severe learning difficulty it's not just having a little bit of you know a little bit of misère as we say in french a little bit of difficulty oh i don't understand this number oh but i still get 60s and i still get 90s and i still like good for you right like good for your child it's so hard um always having bad grades like it, it's not a good thing but also those people that are like my child you know had adhd or add and i gave them you know a certain there's a certain pill that you take when you have 
um, also certain medication that you take when you have ADD or ADHD. Um, I mean, as most of you maybe know, because I know a lot of people have, it's very common to have um, ADD, ADHD, dyscalculia, uh, um, dyslexia, all of that is more common um, than other learning disabilities. But I know that when you take the medication, it can help you focus or help you, you know, yeah, help you focus. And with that, you become better because you're able to understand the material. But for a lot of other people, when you have dyscalculia, dyspraxia, um, dyslexia, there's no medication that you take to make you good. You know, there's no medication to take that. That's the thing. There's there's no medication to take. You can't just take a pill and be like, oh, now I have 90s. You know, maybe if I took the pill, I would have 90. Who knows? But all I know is that I, I don't think it's, I don't know. It really depends who your child is. But in a way, I would say, you know, each their own and everyone is different in a way. Even when it comes to disability, everyone is very different. And I know that I personally... It was severe, like I was not good in any subjects. I would be getting bad grades in every topic possible. And a lot of people were like, oh, is it laziness? Is it not trying hard enough? You just need to try harder. When you have a learning disability, no matter how hard you try, it just, it's not your way of learning. So that's the thing that I want that a lot of people don't understand or understand or think that, oh, maybe if, you know, my child tries harder or if I do... Um, like tutoring class, if I pay like tutoring classes or give them or medicate them or this and that, it will be a solution. I know for a lot of people that have ADD and ADHD, obviously medication can help, but that's the thing. It's just a problem with learning. You know, it's, there's nothing else about it. Like for a lot of people um, that I've met in my school path, it was um, ADD and dyscalculia or ADHD and dyslexia or you know different it was just the focus and the learning problem but when your problem is only you know you can't focus or you have ADHD and ADD and then you give you're medicated and oh you're getting good grades then is it it's different than having you know a learning problem it's not just a concentration problem because for a lot of children it could be a concentrate a problem of concentration this and that or you get distracted easily but for a lot of other people, it's just a simple learning problem. Not really a problem, but I would say a learning, like, uh, you know, you don't learn that way. Or maybe you need more time. So sometimes you just need a bit more time. But sadly, the society that we live in, um, the school education that we, the school system, you know, um, rewards people that can do things quickly, fast, 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 fast-paced that passes and go and understand this understand that and society that just it's very catered to people that you know can go really quickly that can do this and understand this and you know people that learn in a way in a very like structured way um and for a lot of other people that are not catered to that education to that school system that way of learning it's very very difficult because you're like hey like do I have a problem? Like, is it me or is it the school system? Because, you know, sometimes you question yourself. And I definitely think, because this is a huge part of my story, as most of you know, because um, I talk a lot about it and I'm very open about it. It took me a long, 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 very, very long time 
to be this open about it and to understand it like I do today. That is why I talk about it a lot because I feel like there's there's no solution and I feel like sincerely all the trauma, everything, all the difficulty that came with the learning difficulty wasn't necessary. I definitely think that to get to the point where I am today, all that trauma for me, I think wasn't necessary. When your child has a learning, severe learning difficulty, sometimes all of that, that simple thing of just not learning like everyone else, comes with changing schools, bullying, and this, and embarrassment, and this, and that, and all of these little things, all these little baggages that are not necessary. So for me personally, all this trauma, all these changing schools, all these hard times, wasn't necessary. You know, can you just not learn like everyone else but not have that extra baggage and trauma that came with it like do you really need all of that and you know just because you don't learn like everyone else so sincerely for me i kept thinking about it because you know um as you grow older your concept of yourself the way you think the way you react changes you understand things like you didn't before and you question like was it really necessary you know what is all this trauma was this was that was was it really necessary you know just think about that anyways it's part of my story it's a huge part of my story um because i'm 20 and it's it's really just when you start school you know everyone reacts differently um so it it just it really that's how it is you know when you're at the age you're five you start school, and you're six, seven, eight, and then you start school, and you're like, this is not catered to my child. And what do you do in that? You know, I don't know what to do. My mom didn't know what to do. My parents didn't know what to do. So I feel like definitely it's a big thing that I talk about, that I talk about a lot. And it took me a long, 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 very long time, as I said before, to openly talk about it. Because we, we're all trying to be so normal. You know, I'm trying to act normal, act like this, act like that. But at the end of the day, it's okay if you don't learn like everyone else. That's all I have to say for people out there. Stop trying to fix your child. It's not broken. That's all I'm saying. Because a lot of parents are like, I'm going to do this and do that. Stop trying to fix your child. Okay? Your child is not a broken doll. It's not, it's, it's not a disease that you need to cure. Like, relax. And I know how hard it is. Trust me, I know how hard it is. Like, the... the the moment I stepped into school, I started doing the work, the grades, all of that. It's very difficult for a parent to accept. It's very difficult for um, a parent to find a solution because you don't want your child to suffer. You don't want them to have such a hard time, um, you know, in their school experience. And it's not just it's not just the the academic part of it. I feel like it's also the the social part of it, like belonging to a group belonging to this and people always make you believe that you don't belong that you never will that you're never going to be independent you're never going to do this just because of a simple or severe learning difficulty like all of this because you can't learn the way that they teach you right so it's like when i think about that i'm like damn it wasn't worth it (laughs) i'm joking i mean it wasn't necessary that's all i have to say so please If you're a mom, a dad, a parent, a caregiver, whoever you are, 
and you have a child with learning difficulties, severe or not severe, do not try to fix them, okay? Do not try to change them, cure them, like print the, like get the information in their brain, like, you know, try to suck it in their brain. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. It's going to do more harm than good at the end of the day. So they're not broken. Just remember that. Like They're not broken. They just learn differently. And I think that's something that is very important to understand because the school education, like the education system is not catered to individuality and creativity. And, you know, for people that even don't have um, a learning difficulty, they have other things. Um, it, it's very difficult. It's very, very difficult. But at the end of the day, just remember that when you, you get older and you go out there and you, you know, you get out of all of that and you go into society, you notice that, oh, you're not that bad at the end of the day. You know, you'll find your place. That's all I can say. That's all I can say to all the parents out there. Your child will find a place where they belong. As they get older, they will find a place. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. It always it always seems like they're in the world and then they grow up and they're like, oh, you know, they can fit into society. Everyone is different. And I think it's always better as you get older. That's what I noticed. Like the older that you get, the better that it is. You know, the better it becomes. Um, and I feel like obviously... I think it was worth it in a way that I got to experience different schools, different people, different experiences in general. I saw things, guys. I saw whew, a load of things. So, and I'm not saying it's like pity me or the end of the world. No, it's just, it's important to talk about it because it's a real thing. And what do you do? You know, a lot of people are, a lot of parents are in denial. Like, no, my, my, my child is fine. No, you know, yeah, your child is fine, but it just... They don't learn like everyone else. That's all, you know? So stop pretending. Like your child is like, oh. That's also the thing. Like, why do parents always talk about their child when they're like, you know when you're really good at school? When you have really good grades? Parents praise you. Like, they praise you. They talk about you to other people. But when your child is not that good at school, gets bad grades, you want to hide that. You want to hide that like it's a, like it's a crime, you know? Like you're hiding a, a dead body. God forbid, but you guys know what I mean. It's like you're hiding like a dead body. Like, relax, you know? Anyways. God forbid. I'm just joking. It's it's not it's not serious. It's just, you know, they act like like they did something. They act like they committed a crime. And they're like, no, no, my child. No, I don't know. What school? No idea. Like, they don't talk about it. Like, they keep it so hidden. But when your child is, like, good at school and they get good grades, oh, they praise them. Like, they cannot stop talking about their child. Like, it's crazy. And I met parents like that and like people in general that were like, my daughter is so good at this. My son is so good at this. Like, stop praising the good kids, okay? Like, we need to stop doing that because it's not working. Even for them, I don't think it's a good thing. Because then after you go into the real world and damn, like it slaps you in the face. Like, like you're not that good. But no, I'm, I'm not shaming people that are good. I'm not jealous at all. <laughs> I'm not jealous at all. No, I'm joking. But I know that it's, it's very difficult. It's difficult for everyone. If you're good, you're bad, you're fat, you're skinny, whatever. 
you're an immigrant, you're not, like everything, it's difficult for everyone to fit in, um, to find your place in this world, um, school education sometimes is not, the school system is not adapted to everyone, is not catered to everyone, and you can keep praising your children, I was just joking, it's just, you know, it, it can, it's not always a good thing to praise too much your children, because then after, it puts the extra pressure, and they already have enough pressure from the world out there, um, friends, teachers, um, entourage, you know, out there, it's, it's just a lot, so, but you know, no, no, no problem, you can keep praising your child, um, it's just, I find it, like, ironic how people are, like, when they have children that are different, if we can say that, different, I know some people hate that word, but children that are, like, you know, have a learning disability, or are autistic, or this or that, a lot of parents will, like, act like they just come in and cry, and, like, they'll hide, they'll be like, no, no, they don't, they won't talk a lot about the child, they'll act like the child doesn't exist, they'll isolate them, you know, and when your child is good, or, like, you know, um, the <clears throat> normal, whatever the norm fits in the norms, um, you know, you want to, you want to show the child off, I, I saw a lot of people doing that, I saw a lot of parents doing that, and I, I understand, I totally understand, um, where, I mean, not where they're coming from, but I do understand the feeling of shame, um, and the feeling of, like, I don't want other people to judge me because I have a child like this or this or that, um, and I, 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 like, I don't, I, I definitely understand the feeling, like, it's something that I think everyone can understand, um, but just think about this also, like, your your child is suffering, is also suffering, you know, like, you are, you're hiding and you're acting like, oh my god, like, oh, I cannot, nobody can know, um, but if you act like, you know, like, it's such a shameful thing, then you're making it shameful, like, you know, you're, you're putting that stigma of, like, it's a shameful thing, it's, it's like, let's hide it but if i think it's important to be maybe open about it and be like no i think if you're more open you remove the shame and you remove the the stigma on kids that maybe are you know autistic or have a learning disability or or whatever it is and i feel like it's important to remove the stigma because the more you're ashamed about it the more you try to hide it the more other people will also feel the shame and feel the like the embarrassment and you know i feel like that's really how it is it really depends how you react towards it and if you're confident and you're like yeah we're having a really hard time because of this and that if you're more open about it then people will react differently most of the time if they're not you know a-holes they will act differently but i personally feel like if someone comes and is like um no, my child, no, I don't, you know, they really don't talk much about it, and they act like it's such a shameful thing, you're making it, like, you're putting the stigma surrounding your child, like, you're making it, you're making it a shameful thing, but if you see it in a way of, like, in, like, a different way, then you remove the stigma, and you remove the shame surrounding children with whatever whatever it is, you know, whatever, um, learn stability or, or, you know, anything like that, and, and once again, I'm saying this because I was, 
I was surrounded with children with learning disability um, in my classes because as you guys know um, I was surrounded with children that had um, that were autistic um, all of that so it's really not something that I talk about because I don't know um, I still have a lot to learn but definitely it's something that I've seen and I went to school with them and you know all of that I was in the same classrooms um, because I went to I had to be put in special education classes so just something like modified classes um and i feel like it's just something that i talk about because i openly know um a lot of parents are put a lot of shame um are very ashamed and embarrassed of their not their child but i guess the diagnosis that the child has um so I think it's important to understand that, you know, you're not, you're not a diagnosis, you know, you have the diagnosis, and I think that's important to understand that, and that's the problem with labels, it can make you, like, it can really, it can really affect you, because you're like, oh, but I'm this, and I'm that, like, you're capable of doing a lot of things, um, because your diagnosis is just a diagnosis, it's not, it's not you, like, you're not the diagnosis, so I feel like it's important to understand that and that's I talk about this because it's a huge, 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 huge part of my story. Um so yeah, now I'm gonna answer the questions here. I'm gonna well answer these self-reflecting questions. I just need to talk about that topic because I think it's very important and it's a very, very it's a huge part of my journey. Um my school journey, it's a huge, huge part. So I need to talk about it because it's the first thing of my story that I think is very important to talk about. So yeah, the first one is, am I using my time wisely? So the first question is like, are you using your time wisely? I mean, I hope I am. I mean, obviously, um, we hope, you know, we hope that we use our time wisely. We try our best to balance everything um, in our lives. Um, I personally try my best i mean we all try our best to use our time wisely and prioritize the important things but you know i think everyone is different everyone has different ways of using their time um and for everyone you know different means something else for everyone or not different but important means different things for everyone um so I mean I hope I am. That's all I know. I think I think I am, but you know you always you always try your best and I think that's really all about it. Um definitely in the generation that we are in, you know, social media, the phones, the computer, the screens um can make us not as productive or make us waste a lot of time. Um so definitely that's something that I try my best to control. But it's a very, very difficult thing because, you know, on our screens we have, on our phones and computers and tablets and all of that, we have our emails, we have our social media accounts, we have maybe our school, like our schoolwork to do. So we need to use the computer for a lot of things. We want to use, you know, Google, we want to use other, like TikTok, whatever, other social media. Um, we need to use our screens. So it's it's quite difficult um, to not waste time because then you're like, you're on tiktok to look for one thing or on google and then you're like oh i got this notification i'm gonna go check it out so 
you're always kind of getting distracted. So I think that's a very difficult thing. But I definitely try to balance my time between different spheres of my life. Uh, but it's, it's, it's not an easy thing. It takes practice and time. Um, and it always changes as well. You know, as the older you get, you change jobs, you change schools. It's, it's always different. It's always changing. The second one is, am I taking anything for granted? Mm, I would say anything for granted I mean probably I mean I hope not I mean like for granted um, maybe hmm Maybe like my support system that I maybe take for granted sometimes, or I would say my path, like where I am right now. Sometimes, you know, where you are now, you take it for granted. Um, it's a hard thing to do, though, like to be grateful for everything. You're like, sometimes you just, you forget what you have. So I think maybe the now, it's, it's quite difficult because sometimes in the now I take it for granted. But, um, you know, work in progress. Next one is, am I employing a healthy perspective? A healthy perspective, I mean, what, on life? On, I guess on life, I mean, what is a healthy perspective? Because I know for a lot of people it's a healthy way of seeing things. Like, what is healthy if we're talking about this? A healthy perspective. All I can say is I try my best, you know, like everyone else. Um, we try our best to see things from, you know, a great perspective. But some days you're just like, F life. <laughs> you're, just, you're just screaming. You're like, I don't care anymore. I'm done. Like, I'm retiring from life. That's really how it is. So a healthy perspective is so important because it's the way we judge ourselves either too harshly, too easily. When we have healthy perspective, we can assess the situation more accurately and make decisions quickly. So I just, I want to search it up. Um, how to maintain, not let personal bias interfere with one's judgment. I mean, it, it takes time also because your perspective really is up to you in a way. Like, you have more control over your mind than you think. Um, and maybe not trying to be like positive or healthy, but just trying to have a more realistic or balanced way of seeing things. I think it's important to be like, hey, like this is, it's, it's not going well or I'm not having a good day, but you know, I'll be fine. But you know, it's, it's tomorrow's another day, whatever. Sometimes it can seem very like cheesy to be like, tomorrow's another day, I'll be fine. When you're like, you're not. Um, but I think it's important to, to remember that, to remember those things, or sometimes talking to other people about these things can make you, I think talking to other people, um, going out there and hearing other people's perspective can help you define what your perspective is. So I feel like it's just putting yourself out there is the best way to to understand like you know what is what is my perspective how do i see life you know because i think 
is different for everyone. Next one is, am I living true to myself? Mm, am I living true to myself? I think so. I mean, personally for me, I think so. Living true to yourself is like listening to, to what you want to do, listening to yourself. I think it's it's a hard a hard thing because it's a hard skill to master. Mm. You know, listening to ourselves, trusting ourselves is a hard thing. But ways that you can live true to yourself is to listen to yourself. And that can be something that's very difficult for everyone. Because, like, what, it, what does it mean listening to myself? But it means just thinking in your head, like, what do I want from life? What I don't want, what I like, what I don't like. I think it's important to get to know yourself because... When you go out there in the world, you meet other people and they ask you, so who are you? So what is your story? So what is this? And you have to be like, oh, like, wait a second. You have to think about who you truly are. And even if you don't know who you are, just what you like, what you don't like. Start simple. Um, Favorite color, favorite hobby, favorite movie. Just start with simple things and then work your way up. Because I feel like it's it changes with time. But living true to yourself is doing things for yourself and not just for other people i'm not saying to be selfish i'm just saying to be to take care of yourself but also others around you and i feel like the only way and people will respect you not respect you more but i feel like it's more authentic to be like i i don't you know not i don't agree with this but i don't really want to do this i'm i think sometimes being honest is is a good thing in some situations I think people appreciate authentic people that are, that are not just saying yes to not disappoint others when the answer is clearly no. Um, so I feel like try to be more, it's a hard thing to say, like try to be more authentic. Um, start, being, start being honest with yourself. I think that's the first thing you can really do is being honest with yourself, what you want, what you don't want, what you need what you think you need, your goals, your aspiration, all of that. I think it's important to just start with honesty. Um, and yeah, and then work your way up. This one is, am I waking up in the morning ready to take on the day? Sometimes, you know, I feel like having a morning routine and that routine is very important. Um, because you're at least you're able to take care of yourself and have kind of like a stable way of doing things. But I know not everyone agrees with morning routine, night routines, with routines in general. Some people don't enjoy routines. They find it quite boring, quite repetitive. But having a routine can really help depending on who you are. I know some people don't work well with routines. Um, but sometimes it can help just getting yourself you know, back on track. Am I thinking negative thoughts before I fall asleep? Sometimes. But I think what's important, what I like to do, is finish, you know, all, everything before going to bed. So finishing every little task. I don't put too much pressure on myself for that. But sometimes just completing, you know, finishing with a certain task before going to bed 
and checking everything before going to bed, just making sure that everything is completed, that you know, any can help you and no sleep a lot better, be less stressed. Um, so yeah, just kind of completing, if possible, the most important things on your list. Am I achieving the goals that I've set for myself? Um, I think so. I mean, in some of the goals that, you know, I like to write, like, resolutions, bucket lists. And a lot of people don't believe in that or that it doesn't work for them. But me, personally, I always make lists. And surprisingly, this year I was able to complete everything, almost everything on my list. So I was quite impressed. I was like, wow. But obviously, you know, no pressure. Nobody's running after you. Um, it's, it's. I think it's all about the timing. So let's see. Let's pick one from this section here. Um, Let's see. If I had to instill one piece of advice in a newborn baby, what advice would I give? Instill one piece of a of advice. Hmm. One piece of advice. Um it gets better with time. Sometimes. I would say it gets better with time. Um, the older you get, the better it gets. Mm, not for everyone, but for most people. I feel like as the older you get, you know, you can have that freedom. Another advice, another piece of advice that I can think of. Um, take one day at a time. Sometimes I know we try to rush things, but I think it's important to just take one day at a time and and remember that everything, like everything in your life that is meant for you will come, you know, will come to you when the timing is right. And uh, I think that would be like my piece of advice of the moment that sometimes can help. So yeah. The next one is, let's see if I can find, we can find a good one because these are good though. Like these are really good. Um, which is worse, failing or never trying? Never trying, definitely, because I've failed multiple times in my life, like, you know, my whole school path I failed, but, you know, never trying would have been worse, because then you're like, you didn't do anything, you know, but at least if you failed, you kind of, you did something, like, it proved that you actually did something, but once again, I know it's different for everyone, but never trying is way worse. If I try to fail and succeed, what have I done? Mm, I mean, you kept trying. Like you thought you would fail, but you didn't. You didn't give up, so you ended up succeeding. It was the right timing?
This one is, when all of is said and done, what will I have said more than I've done? When all is said and done. Yeah, sometimes we say more than we do. But then, what have I said more than I've done? I would say stressing too much definitely that one like being too stressed trying to control everything um, you know I've said multiple times take one day at a time do this and be patient and often I've said that more than I've done it so I would say sometimes being impatient, mm. thinking that you can control everything when you can't. So yeah, rushing into things like rushing, and it didn't work because it wasn't it wasn't the time. Hmm. Let's see. I think these questions are really, really good. Um, and they can help basically anyone, but I know some people, it doesn't help them. But, you know, for those, it helps. Everyone has different ways of coping with life. Um, let's see. Let's try to find a good one. And then it's going to be the end of the, the episode, but I wanted to finish quickly. Um this one what always brings tears to your eyes mm, crying children um, making people feel bad about themselves you know embarrassment um, it's very hard for me to see that um, being yelled at, seeing how people get yelled at, like I don't know, it just it it just does something to you, you know. I don't know, I don't know why. Some people it motivates them. I just I, I can't relate. I can't. Mm-mm. Um, definitely. I don't know, children crying or sad movies, <laughs> sad songs, sad lyrics, all of that. Um. Let's see. Oh, there's more. I know a lot of people they use like affirmations. They listen to affirmations. Um, I've tried it in the past. Um, affirmations. So I think it's important to when you share your story. Um, here they're telling us here. Your beliefs, your values, what motivates you, so talents, what are your greatest talents or skills, which one of your talents and skills gives you the straight, the greatest sense of pride or satisfaction. For me, your greatest talent or skill. Um, I would say for me personally, um, using my words, um, speaking has always been my, a quality of mine. Um, what else? 
remembering things, like remembering what people said, um, remembering people's accents, the way they say things. So for me, it was always something that I excelled at, if I can say that. Um, so it's like having the, like, what is it called, a musical ear? Because I know in French it's a musical ear. But let me see. Wait. Um, let's see how you write that. Okay. No, I don't think that's how you write it. I don't know if it's musical ear. Is that, is that what it is? Musical ear? Let's see. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. No, it's not musical ear. Mm. Let's see, maybe in French. It means something else. Okay. Okay. Okay, so this in French, it means something else. But what is it in English? Let's see. It's not musical ear. Oh, it is musical ear. So it's musical ear, good ear for music. Um, I always had that. A lot of people told me, oh, you have like musical ear. You have a good musical ear. Because I was able to recreate the songs. Um, I can remember things really, really well. Like really, really well. Um, I, I can remember the way... I can like do imitations really well so i can like imitate accents um the things that people say i was always good with that um a lot of people like praise me on those kind of things like oh you're really good at this or that those are my qualities um what do you feel are your two biggest weaknesses sometimes hmm. weaknesses I mean I used to be very stubborn but now I don't know you work on it stubborn but now i don't know anymore i'm not that stubborn um but yeah i used to be very very stubborn um short-tempered i mean sometimes but who isn't i would say sometimes i would say short-tempered but i have always i always have a good reason i never short-tempered for no reason um Sometimes I can be inflexible, but you know, the, the whole stubborn and inflexible thing was kind of like my old self. Like, I, I don't feel like I'm stubborn anymore, but I used to um, fear a lot um, change. Like, change, all of that was very scary for me. I mean, now I, I'm able to um, handle a little bit better. I feel like it's not as much of a problem for me anymore. But yeah, I would say it used to be like stubborn. But recently it hasn't really been. It really hasn't been a problem recently. Um, hmm. But before. I feel like before it was really a problem. Um, hmm. 
sometimes they can be short-tempered. I mean, sometimes. Um, sometimes they can be lazy. That's that's a thing. Mm. But yeah, it got better with time. I feel like it really got better with time because it used to be worse. It used to be like a lot worse, even with like change and all. I was like, nope, no change. I don't like that. I still have a hard time with change. I do get overwhelmed really, like I get overwhelmed really, really quickly. Like very quickly I'm overwhelmed. Um, sometimes I'm insecure. Um, but honestly, it, it really got better with time. It got a lot better with time, but definitely being overwhelmed, being impatient has been, you know, not with other people, but just in general with life, I've been like a bit impatient. Um, oh, another one I would say, mm, I love food, like I love eating. I don't know if that's like a weakness, but you know, I eat too much sometimes. I'm working on it though, but it's, it's one of my weaknesses. Um, yeah, food has been always a big, big, big thing for me. And for a lot of other people, but I would say that's definitely something that I struggle with. Mm. What else? So perception. So there's different um, sections here. So they're telling us here talent. Um, no, the first one is... No. Okay, talent, traits and qualities, values, perception. So how is the public you different from the private you? What do you want people to think and say about you? Is it more important to be liked by others or by yourself? Um, perception. How is the public you different from the private you? I feel like the public you is always a little bit more, you know, quiet, a bit more like... Put together and i think for everyone you know your your public you is not the same as your private you you know and i feel like you're not that different outside but sometimes you know some people are more conservative i can say that um the public you is like wants to be well seen you know you dress well um and i feel like the private you is like more laid back so for me my public me is very like put together and this and my private me is like more Ah, it's okay, you know. More daring, I would say. Because sometimes, you know. But I feel like you're different all the time. Like, you're different no matter. As human beings, we have a public us. We have a personality for our public. Personality for our private self. We have a personality when we're with friends, with family, with... On a date, you know, you have, like, a different version of yourself for every situation that you're in. You put, like, a different mask or you put or you just have a different personality but also it depends right like who you're with and you know all of that i think it's important um accomplishments is what three things are most important in your life uh, No, what you're most proud of what do you hope to achieve um if you could accomplish only one thing before you died what would it be that's kind of sad though like i don't want to think about death but also you know many things like it's hard 
Um, reflection. What is something that represents you? Animal, flower, poem, symbols, or jewelry? What three things would you like to change?